0: As the United States battle against the coronavirus continues, promising news from my home front as Guam prepares to return to pandemic condition of Readiness 3. The public health emergency is far from over. With COVID-19 numbers reaching, as of this podcast, 7,703, the move is an easing of some of the most restrictive conditions for this American community in the entire country. Is it a sign of things to come? Has this U.S. territory finally put COVID-19 in the rearview mirror on the long road that is a global pandemic? A discussion on what this shift in the PCOR level means on That's It, That's All.
1: You are listening to That's It, That's All with Sean Gamatato
0: a day, this is Sean guma and you are listening to That's It, That's All. The podcast is brought to you by Get LLC. They are a consulting and specialty construction materials and supplies firm serving the government and private sectors in Guam and Micronesia. Looking for help with writing a business plan? Need notarial services? Check out their capabilities on the World Wide Web at get-guam.com. The response to That's It, That's All has been so great. Don't forget the podcast on your next road trip when you are about to begin that cardio workout at the gym or when you are settling down to take on that task at your desktop or laptop. Pretty happy that I'm able to keep you company via this podcast near and far. Again, it's like from driving from one end to the island to the other. A special hello to our listeners in our capital city of Hagatnya to include my family center in Anigua. Also, hello to those listening in Louisville, Kentucky. They have the podcast playing, too, and one of my favorite places in the country, a warm half a day to those listeners in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Thank you very much. We tilt our hats to our friends at RedCircle.com in moving the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Amazon Music. Don't forget another way to listen to the podcast, iHeartRadio and Pandora. Remember, to subscribe or follow us, click that button to do it right now. The governor of Guam, Lou Leon Guerrero, on April 30, 2020, signed via executive order a system of readiness which sets the conditions for the gradual lifting of mandates and restrictions imposed in response to a public health emergency resulting from a pandemic event. The executive action laid out four stages of a pandemic condition of readiness, with PCOR 1 as the most urgent. And P Corps 4 returning to normal operating conditions. A spike of COVID cases in the month of July forced the governor's hand in August to place the island back into the restrictive P Corps 1. High positivity levels and Guam's only hospital pushed to its limits was plenty for the nurse by trade governor to make the dramatic move. Five months later, a switch to P Corps 2. The move facilitated by the start of island-wide vaccine efforts. A bright spot of former President Donald Trump's Operation Warp Speed. Government of Guam business resumed in full swing. Dining establishments, no more than 50%. Amusement parks, game rooms, and movie theaters reopen at half capacity. The recent news of a shift down of the pandemic condition of readiness level has many across the community concerned. Questions still remain if it is safe to say the pandemic should be referred to as post-pandemic. And is our U.S. territory ready to reopen for business, so to speak? Across the country, states and territories continue to take coronavirus-related actions. Restrictions vary. The length of time of the restrictive measures varies with new cases reported each and every day. Among the U.S. territories, Guam is still in a bad way. As of the recording of this podcast, American Samoa has yet to report a confirmed case of COVID 19. The largest of the territories, Puerto Rico, 90,881 cases with 1,924 deaths. The U.S. Virgin Islands, 2,542 positive tests for the coronavirus. Our friends to the north in the CNMI, just 135 cases and two deaths. Some tactical shifts in the public health emergency response, as the Guam Department of Public Health is now working with the Centers for Disease Control on providing samples to hunt down a variant of SARS-CoV-2, which many fear could prolong the emergency and further compromise the way of life we all have been living for nearly a year. And a concerted effort to ramp up public health isolation facilities, where cases over the past month have been found, and not in our island villages. The Guam Daily Post reported this past week that Guam ranks third among the U.S. states and territories in terms of percentage of the total population who have had one or full COVID-19 vaccination shots. The distinction follows the U.S. territories of American Samoa and the CNMI, where each of those locations fully vaccinating 10% of their population. The month of February looks to wrap up with second doses and an order for a huge month of March. Talk is circulating that the ages could drop to allow more people to get the COVID vaccine. It is fair to say that the vaccine has been the biggest boost in the fight against the coronavirus. First responders and Guam's Manumco are getting those shots, rightfully so. There appears to be some confidence of the CDC support of Guam's vaccine rollout, that is pushing the executive branch and the governor's physicians advisory group to take that leap of faith and attempt to loosen the restrictions that with each day is closing a business, compromising ongoing interpersonal relationships, and keeping children out of the classroom. The latter and related activities may need to be studied over the next year and beyond to understand the negative impacts of the coronavirus to our school kids' development and overall mental health. Another executive action is anticipated at Adaloop, but with restrictions. A crystal ball right now may be helpful, as the world is still at war with this invisible enemy.
1: This podcast is sponsored by Get LLC, a consulting and specialty construction materials and supplies firm. Since 2012, they have provided valuable services to their customers across Micronesia and North America. Check them out on the World Wide Web at get-guam.com. They have a presence on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram too. Get LLC. Find out today how they can best serve your business-specific
0: needs. Okay. While the country looks to Chief Medical Advisor to the President, Dr. Anthony Fauci, for the national pandemic next steps, all eyes in Guam are on the collective work of the chairman of Governor Lou Leon Guerrero's Physicians Advisory Group, Dr. Hoa Wen, National Guard State Surgeon and former Lieutenant Governor of Guam, Dr. Mike Cruz, and Chief Medical Officer for the Guam Department of Public Health and Social Services, Dr. Felix Cabrera. For Dr. Fauci, he and the Biden administration's Coronavirus Task Force said it does not agree with states that have begun to loosen restrictions as cases begin to drop from the all-time peak endured over the last month. ABC News reported last week that the White House was resistant to the moves as the increased risk of variants spreading across the country are reasons to keep restrictions up, not to weaken them. States like New York and Massachusetts had recently backed off some stricter restrictions imposed during the winter months, like banning all indoor dining. And in a more extreme case, Iowa's governor repealed a mask mandate across the state. So Dr. Fauci and company make the warning to not have a repeat of the summer 2020 spike in COVID cases. So data, hospitalizations, lower case counts, vaccines, more PCR tests, contact tracers, all top of mind both in Washington, D.C. and at Attaloupe. Dr. Cabrera told KOM News earlier this week that community spread of the coronavirus is still here. He noted that quarantine practices between now and April are not likely to be eased. The percentage of the island community being vaccinated may further help tightening and loosening of restrictions. Of note, uh, an ambitious Governor Leon Guerrero told reporters in late January that her administration has set a goal to have 80 percent of the entire island vaccinated by July 21st. That's Guam's Liberation Day. Now, some hard math to share with all of you. That means 128,000 residents could receive full COVID vaccinations over the next 21 weeks. That is just over 6,000 a week. As of this podcast, Guam is averaging close to 6,412 a week of island residents completely vaccinated. Not too shabby. Also, according to Dr. Cabrera, what he said is that though we could fall short, but it's all hinging on increases in supplies of the vaccine from the cdc so what does pcor 3 mean to dr cabrera well he told koam that the move of the readiness level downward does not mean well we don't wear a mask it doesn't mean we stop washing our hands or even watching our distance dr cabrera said that if we allow an easing of the restrictions it makes the three W's more important and vaccines just as critical. He also called for what he called a tightening of the travel quarantines. I think that remains to be seen right now, too. All right, uh, you can get now my two cents. Aside from the platitudes, I do not think the restrictions will be lifted dramatically like some may hope for. There is a push by the Guam Hotel and Restaurant Association working with DPHSS to get bars open for business. That's not a secret. There isn't a similar push to work with the religious to get houses of worship closer to normal. Many are scared to go back to a regular church service. Uh, Bars before churches seems, well... Um, no offense to my friends up there, but it seems consistent with world worldview of not just our island economy, but our society as well. I do think, though, that the CDC will come through. And how can they not? A big problem that they are facing right now um, over there at the CDC is Mother Nature. So, Politico reported a day ago that the Biden administration is expecting widespread delays in COVID 19 vaccine shipments due to severe winter storms across the country. At least two shipping hubs that multiple states rely on for vaccine distribution have been affected by the storms, and federal officials expect delays to continue for several days. So, with the recording of this podcast, the CDC has a want to fill an order, but snowstorms are just making it hard to do so. States are already reporting delays to include Colorado, Illinois, Minnesota, uh, who else, and Texas. No word on delays for Guam shipment, though they have said March orders will be made soon and current supplies will be used completely.
1: This podcast is sponsored by Get LLC, a consulting and specialty construction materials and supplies firm. Since 2012, they have provided valuable services to their customers across Micronesia and North America. Check them out on the World Wide Web at get-guam.com. They have a presence on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, too. Get LLC. Find out today how they can best serve your business-specific needs.
0: As cases of COVID-19 in Hawaii also head in a downward trend, state officials there in the Aloha State are eyeing plans to lift some restrictions as early as March. Lieutenant Governor Josh Green there says he believes the state could open up inter-island travel without testing in March if cases continue to decline. Research manager of the Public Health Trust in Puerto Rico, Dr. Marcos Casillas, told El Nuevo Dia that Puerto Ricans have to, quote, continue protecting ourselves now more than ever with distancing the use of masks and hand washing adding the urgency that the population continue to be vaccinated and achieve herd immunity at the island level. The Virgin Islands Consortium is reporting that COVID-19's in St. Thomas has doubled. Samoa News is reporting another repatriation flight of American Samoa residents stranded in Hawaii as a result of the COVID airline shutdown is set for two weeks from now, following the return of 159 citizens and residents late last week. Now, these news stories only scratch the surface of what is happening across the nation as efforts to reopen are slow going. And in some cases, many states are seeing spikes in COVID cases, kind of like what is being seen in the USVI. Uh, Let's call it a cautionary tale. Schools here at home are finally opening up a bit. My kids go to one of three Catholic high schools on Guam, the last of the three to reopen. There was much done across the schools that are administered by the Archdiocese of Agana, and they're still reporting a lack of progress on equipment and materials that were ordered for their classrooms that was done with the Guam Department of Public uh, sorry, Department of Education via the CARES Act. Now, this is not uh, getting as much attention as it should, considering that most of our island school kids were online, meaning at online and at home for just over 10 months. To me, I think that's plenty of time to order things. You know, the money hit way before the end of the fiscal year. And now we are one full quarter into the fiscal year 2021. So what does that mean? Masks, plexiglass, separated lunch areas, bathroom limits, all of this to control the spread and begin the prepping to begin more kids on campus and they're not uh, going away from that idea I think they're hoping over the next couple of weeks especially with peak or three that that could in fact change now where the crazy could happen is we look at what happens two weeks after Valentine's Day now, the podcast was, again, supposed to focus on this notion of reopening under PCOR3, but I wanted to share a little aside that there was plenty of parties, man, out there to celebrate the Day of Lovers from Dedido to Telefofo. I was on the road most of the day, and I was pretty shocked. It was surreal, honestly, to see folks uh, breaking the gathering guidance from DPHSS. God knows it isn't the first time that we might have seen this, and I don't think it's likely to be the last. I think a spike could occur. I'm praying that it doesn't. I'm not wishing this stuff on anybody. But for the love of all that's good in this world, can we just get, or is there just an what we saw was an absolute disregard for the current public health emergency? Ah, okay, enough of that. The road of the pandemic will I will tell you it was a long one, and I think the easing of restrictions and lowering of the PCOR level may not be able to undo all of the damage that has been done since the last time it was switched in August of 2020. Now, rem- uh, businesses remain shuttered in every single village on Guam. This is despite a Guam Daily Post editorial and a news story on February 12th that noted that while 1,074 business licenses had been canceled, the Guam Department of Revenue and Taxation, they issued 2,544 new business licenses. There has to be a a net somewhere, uh, a net something, in the original news story and the editorial. Also, movie theaters were the big reopen news that hit several weeks ago. But it all fizzed on word that at least one theater closed its doors for good. That's at the, again, a shopping center. Not a big deal as the uh, movie industry is competing with the likes of the Warner Brothers and HBO Max's of the world, launching plenty of content online versus in the brick and mortar box offices. So uh, kind of an interesting take there. Uh, let me also talk a little bit about our friends in the retail grocery and auto and bike sales Uh, those industries, so retail grocery, automobiles, and bike sales, uh, motorcycle sales, are doing awesome right now. A friend of mine who owns the local Harley-Davidson says sales of the legendary motorcycle are good. As are parts sales and their service numbers, there can't really be any complaints uh, from my friends at Harley. Also, banks, well, they seem to be crowded a lot lately, uh, just driving through a uh, the capital city where there's at least two, three banks. Well, local stimulus funds courtesy of the federal government and the pandemic unemployment insurance. Those are keeping deposits high, keeping the open businesses some, giving them some much needed love right now. I know mom and pop stores all across the island in every village, including mine and telefofo, the three that are here. Uh, sorry, make that four that are here. One, two, three, four. Yes, they should rejoice. But the... It's the bars. Uh, It seems like they're going to be the wild card here in this entire equation. So five months and they were, you know, they were, we've been closed and they were blamed, believe it or not, for the summer surge. So that wasn't exactly very helpful to their cause. Even the governor kind of threw them under the bus earlier this week. And she remarked that the bar owners had not even talked with government about reopening. Uh, not a very fair statement nonetheless, but uh, I did hear um, on the radio this morning that the Guam Hotel and Restaurant Association is working with bar owners because believe it or not, some bar owners had already given up their plans when they reopened back in the summer. So some of them tweaked the plans just a little bit. But a majority of those who had not turned those plans in are kind of working overtime right now. In fact, when the news hit that they could reopen, the um, the head of the GHRA said, "Well, they heard it, so they went back to their facilities, uh, probably got uh, to check all the plumbing because uh, a lot of the things weren't working. Make sure the power was working, the lights are working. Uh, also, checking to see if there's anything you know bad. What they can do, get rid of some of the garbage and the like." and polish it all up to get ready for a grand reopening over the next couple of days. Is is it going to be a good thing for those businesses? Well, I think for many people, um, they're probably saying like, well, that, that's good for you. I wonder, if, I wonder if I missed anybody in terms of the businesses. Well, I know that doctor's offices are busy. I had my physical this week. Uh, turning uh, 50, I guess, comes with some distinct advantages and disadvantages, but they were open. The dentists are busy. So I guess everybody has a toothache during the pandemic. Uh, Some of them very scared. Uh, I know uh, I'm one of them included. Also, those computer and recreation gear repair shops, they're seeing great numbers in recent months. Now, this has everything to do with everyone being online, um, everyone now doing business a little differently, um, especially those recreation gear, those bike shops, Fixing mountain bikes that are being seen all over the island. People running around and having at least a good time, getting some fresh air and enjoying uh, the entire effort that is uh, out being in the outdoors. Now, PCor three may mean a boost, but not one I think that's going to inject so much into an isolated island economy. uh, It's not going to give us that boost to a place that's even familiar in our leanest of times uh, from our number one industry, tourism. I mean, if we look back at the lowest of tourism numbers, just us reopening, I don't think we'll ever go back to that place where we were before. The pandemic will be on Guam and the rest of America for a while. The effects of the pandemic could take our island years to recover. And I believe, guys, that the sign at our island's front door should be not open but maybe sort of open okay and uh what else could i say maybe it's time to get a new rear view mirror that's it that's all don't forget to subscribe and follow this podcast have a great week and you can bet we will talk to you soon
1: The That's It, That's All podcast is produced by Sean Gumatato. Executive producer is Trisha Gumatato. Hit the subscribe or follow button and leave a review. Thanks for listening.